The Last of Us episode seven now has come and gone. We are flying through this season of The Last of Us. Unbelievable. But we know season two is already coming. So there's a lot more Last of Us after these next two episodes. Welcome back to The Last of Pods. I'm Brandon Davis. And I'm Ash Crossan. Let's talk about the freaking DLC. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is the DLC episode of The Last of Us, which, you know what would have been cool, though? I'll, be, I'll say this before we even react to the episode. It would have been fun if they did like eight episodes of The Last of Us and then pulled like a Euphoria where they just released one episode. And this was like, you know, like this came later as it did with the game because you played through the game. And I don't remember how much longer. It wasn't too long, but there was some time in between the release of The Last of Us and then there was the DLC. You just paid extra. You got this uh, DLC chapter with Riley and Ellie and uh, the the kind of Joel side story that is in this episode. Uh, and it was, that would have been fun. That would have been fun if they did that. I was kind of thinking actually that I th- I thought this would have been a good maybe like season two premiere. It, well, yeah, the season two premiere is going to be tough as it is. So this would have been a good one. <laughs> I <have> to agree. <laughs> uh, we all imagine that season two premiere is going to be pretty tough, but we'll save that for the the back half of the back the back quarter of the show. Um, but yeah, we well, now let's let's talk about we're going to on, on today's show we're going to talk about our reactions to the episode. We're going to talk about what happened in the game what happened in the show how they compare and then at the end of the show you know the drill we are going to talk about what's next according to the games and this show is very much following the games there is a few deviations in this episode there's some big chunks of the story that are just left out but for the most part it's pretty accurate to the game that said this is i'm pretty sure my least favorite episode of season one i have to agree with you and i don't like it's not that it was a bad episode i just felt like and we were kind of chit-chatting about this before we we started recording. Like, there was just so much going on in the last episode that you just want to, like, get to. And I, I just, at this point, don't really want to deviate off of Ellie and Joel anymore. And I was, like, a little bit... Like, in the game, for example, you cut back and forth between Ellie finding supplies for Joel and then the Riley storyline. But this, this time, we're, like, completely in the Riley storyline. And I mm-hmm. didn't really feel like being there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this is, I, I keep talking about The Walking Dead on this, uh, not just because there's zombie shows, because there's some similar tropes being used, I'm sure it's just all of television, but I used to get so frustrated when The Walking Dead would have an epic cliffhanger, and then all of a sudden, you're telling a completely different story the next week. Even if the story's good, the audience gets pissed off. Maybe not everybody, I'm not speaking for everybody, I'm speaking for myself here, but it, this feels like when Glenn went under the dumpster, and it was like, hold on, did Glenn just die under the dumpster and get eaten by zombies, and everybody was furious uh well that was also kind of a gimmick where they really made it look like glenn died but last week they really made it look like joel died and this week you know we get a little bit of that uh the future with joel with ellie getting back to him but overall it does feel like well this just took the momentum away and it was cool when it happened in episode three and then you know i i don't know i just feel like this this one felt a little bit different for me yeah, I think I think we're at a point where the momentum is building so much to something that you're like, okay, like we can't. Yeah. I, I don't want this this type of episode. I don't know if you call, want to call it a bottle episode, but I will say mm-hmm. the ending of the episode really, really got me. Like I that's agree. where I really got back in because there's this part, and I don't know if you want to jump all the way to the end already, but like Ellie sewing Joel up, I, that got me so hard because I was like, this is the first person she can actually save. Yeah, and she just has lost so much, and this really just is kind of the punctuation on that. It's the exclamation point on that. Uh, Ellie has lost her parents. She's clearly asking about her parents. At this point in the game, she's also asking a lot more about her parents than she is in the show uh, with Riley. 
and she's just so as as an orphan presumably as somebody who has now lost riley has lost basically her freedom because she's working at this Frederick camp and basically forced to become you know a, a soldier a lieutenant and given yeah, that it's option like a, it's like the stormtrooper program like you just don't have a choice yeah uh so she's just like you know joel is this person who she clearly cares about it has like you said an opportunity to save them finally hopefully even even hopelessly like you're just stitching someone up hoping for the best ellie's not a doctor but she it's it's it is a beautifully tragic and simultaneously hopeful ending to the episode which i thought was good saying this is my least favorite episode of the series is not to say this was a bad episode i just think it's the weakest link so far uh and it's just like storm reed and bella ramsey were fantastic in it and i really i i I bought that relationship between these two they're teenagers and i was like these are kids who care about each other this is awesome it's a really well written well acted well performed well shot like the mall looked so real and lived in coming out of quantum mania where everything was fake and i felt like nothing was actually lived in and real going into this it's like okay <laughs> wow practical sets this all is legit it looks it looks stunning uh i think the biggest thing though is it, it was a little bit slow for me and uh it took away from they took all that momentum away from a huge moment at the end of episode six i i think it would have been like i said more effective had they cut back and forth between the parallels of like because it, it does parallel in the game it's like okay now mm-hmm. this is somebody that ellie can save or somebody that ellie can't save um also bella ramsey and slash ellie's reaction to getting bitten br- i started immediately crying because it was just like that no 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 like oh it got me it got me and so it, good it just seems like every time there's a moment of hope for ellie it it just gets stripped away from her like it's just yeah. every time there's 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 a, a glimmer of positivity or love in her life. It's just this world's trying to take it from her. And what I love about Ellie is especially the way Bella is playing. And this is true of Ashley Johnson's performance, too, in the games. It, it just seems Ellie is almost just so pure. She just wants goodness. She wants good things for herself and everyone around her so badly. The little things excite her. The games being turned on in the arcade, which the game was not. They were broken in the video game. Yeah, uh, she had to like close her eyes and imagine playing. Yeah, yeah. In the oh my gosh, the game was so cool. So yeah, if you haven't played the DLC or or the game in general, this sequence sees them get into that arcade, and all of the games are broken. Unlike in the show, where all the games are turned on and you can press the buttons and you can play them. So Ellie gets on one of the machines, and Riley basically tells her, "Close your eyes," and narrates what it is like to play the game and tells her what buttons to push and tells her what's happening on the screen and the game is looking at ellie and you're pushing the buttons that riley said you almost like as a gamer get immersed in it because the background fades kind of to a dark black and the lighting starts to go across ellie's face as if the tv that the screen on this arcade machine is reflecting on her and it's this beautiful moment and it's so it's such a creatively done moment in a video game where you're like playing a game that you're not actually playing and you're watching ellie experience this thing that we experience we're experiencing it in the moment we're playing a video game and mm-hmm. ellie will never get the chance to do that and it just shows how different life is for these characters and how ellie just wants to appreciate the things that we take for granted it's such a good moment in the game and the the show does a different version of it where they play the game uh play the i think they what is it mortal Kombat? i think it's mortal, Com- I, mortal Kombat is a big easter egg throughout this show i've noticed like quite a few mortal Kombat references <laughs> finish him well yeah i mean that's kind of probably joel's like go-to line that man is a savage (laughs) finish him yeah she plays as melina um there's also this really cute moment i want to highlight where we're talking about riley and ellie's relationship and it's just like so cute they're obviously teenagers that are like kind of falling for each other but there's this moment when they get in the photo booth 
And Riley takes, she's like, oh, I came prepared with the $5 or whatever. And Ellie's like, have you taken, have you been here before? Like, and it's just this thing when you're like a teenager starting to like somebody and you're like, oh, have you taken a, another girl here before? And it's just like, no, just you. Just and it's like, you just have that look on her face where she's like, oh, I'm special. It's just, it was so cute. Yeah. And the photo booth scene offers another a, a parallel to the game and another moment of Ellie's positivity. One, it's that same sequence of like making funny faces and you get to pick the face you make in the game. You get to pick two options by pressing a button. And the other is that uh, it the, the photos don't print in the game. The printer is broken, so they don't print. And that's when the electricity goes out. But uh, in the show, they print and it's the ink is obviously not in great shape 20 years into the apocalypse. And Ellie sees one photo that kind of comes through and she says, that one's good. That one's not bad. And it's just like that positivity, that that finding the good thing is what Ellie does. And it's it's really just hard not to love Ellie and Bella's portrayal of this character. Yeah, there's been so many good moments throughout the show where, you know, she gets in the car for the first time. She sees a hotel for the first time. But the, and then this one, she gets on an escalator, like a moving escalator yeah. for the first time. And I, to this day, love an escalator. So I get it. <laughs> Buddy the Elf, what's your favorite color? I, I right? thought of the Elf scene where he gets, where Will Farrell gets, Will Farrell gets on the uh, escalator for the first time as an Dude, elf. Millennials were doing that for years <laughs> after that. <laughs> Oh my god! I, as actually, I had the escalator uh, in my notes here. A look of the the mall, the elevator, the electricity. You know, they just got to flip a switch to turn it all on. Uh, the merry-go-round in the game, though, uh, Riley doesn't get to ride the merry-go-round with Ellie. As soon as she gets on, is when the merry-go-round basically dies. And in this one, they get to have a really nice moment where they have a drink. And also in the game, when you explore kind of one of these tents. Uh, in the mall they find a cooler and it's got some old I thought it was like old skunked beer uh, and Ellie takes a sip of it and it's gross but then Riley drinks it and it's good but Ellie says it's too strong I maybe that's just kind of also what happened in the show where Ellie doesn't have like experience being like a badass teenager so tasting alcohol was like whoa 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 this is too strong for me and then Riley's yeah. like I'll throw it back I'm ready <laughs> Wait, was it in the, is it in the game? I think it's in the game, not the show, when they are in the photo booth and it asks them to post it on Facebook afterwards. Yeah, and that's the like, game. What that's is game. Facebook? <laughs> What's a Facebook? Yeah. Oh my gosh. To not know what Facebook is. Could you imagine the peace of mind we'd all have? Well, they, and they're reading the pun book and they're like, What's a screenshot? And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> don't know what a screenshot is. Wow. Wow. Yeah, the pun book is uh it's also it's it's in the show given from Riley to Ellie. It's the same way it happens in the in the You know the, what? I'll... I want to live there. I would I want to be wiped from the internet. <laughs> I'm telling you the peace of mind that would come with that. Oof, my goodness. But then I don't know, we wouldn't have jobs. We'd be very much you and I out of a job, so. <laughs> out of a job. Um <laughs> the one thing I want to point out, there is in the game, at least, there's so many more infected all over the, all oh, across the show, all across the game, honestly. But especially like in this scene, when the infected go after Ellie and Riley, there's a mm -hmm. ton of them in the game. Mm -hmm. Versus in the show, there's one. Yep, and it's like a whole chase sequence. They're chasing you like the Boulder and Indiana Jones through this mall. Oh like, yeah, you have to, to parkour. <laughs> yeah, you're doing all this stuff, and then like they're then you get you go through one of those mall exits that you usually only see if you work at Starbucks in the Freehold Mall and you close down after hours. Yes, that's a personal shot of my own life. It happened, but those those back exits of the mall, and then like they're at the end of it, so you got to turn around and find another door. All this stuff that like it's just a really intense, fast paced chase with the infected, and I I do feel like the show would have benefited from having more 
more infected and making them more of a looming threat. But I, I kind of understand that they're focusing more on the characters, their interactions, uh, and all of that instead of having to fight off the infected constantly. Uh, like then you just be kind of become something the Walking Dead did, where the zombies are just kind of an afterthought by the you know season nine, twenty years into the apocalypse. They're pretty good at killing these things, I guess. Yeah, it's so. One thing I want to talk about is this also happens in the DLC as well as, as in the show. We kind of have this ending where it's ambiguous what happens after. Like it just is like they are like we have three options. Okay, let's go. And then end of episode, end of DLC. Would you have rather? Do you want to know what happens in these moments? Like, would you want to see that, or do you like that it's more of this like eerily? I don't even want to think about what happened when. I like this. It's the kind of like the Hitchcock, cut. the Hitchcock approach of like let the imagination fill it in because it doesn't define the story really one way or another. If you know you know, the exact moments, it's almost worse to have to think about it in your head. Like, oh my gosh. Cause you put yourself in those shoes when you think about it that way. I think you sit there and you think like, what would I do? What would I have chosen? You know, what's, what happens when that camera cuts to black and the credits start rolling, man, what happened? Yeah. It's Did just, Riley turn. She had to kill her. There also has to be this moment where she's like, why am I not turning yet? Yeah. Um, yeah. I just go back home now. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So I, I like that they didn't show that. Uh, I, I, uh, like I've I've said all along, I want to see Joel's backstory. I want to see those things. Those are kind of details I think would be fun to explore and they could add a little bit of depth to it. And there's ways that this could add some depth to Ellie's story. But I do think that we kind of get the gist of it. It was ugly. Something bad had to happen. And we kind of know the key pieces of, of the events there, even if we don't know their exact order or how they went down. I do think that it's it's more immersive to make you think about it. Yeah, I think so too. I think mm. it it makes it almost darker and scarier. And what would you have done? It's so weird because it's like I would be like, I don't know. I'd be like, well, I'm about to turn two, so do I just yeah. let? I don't. What if they? I mean, what if they took the quote unquote easy way out? Then we would just. There would be no Last of Us. There would be no Last of Us. <laughs> Joel would be chilling with with Tess in the Boston QZ. Because I feel drugs. like I'd be like I'm. Not, I'd be like the Tess route where I'd be like I'm not going to turn into one of those things. So. I think I'd personally just be like, well, let's see what happens. <laughs> you know, I think personally, I, I don't know if I'd be able to just just be like, well, take the quote unquote easy way out. I think I might just sit there and be like, well, maybe it won't happen to me. Or be like, you know what? I'm going to become a bloater. I'm going to yeah. I'm going to really <laughs> I'm going to spread this infection. <laughs> I'm going to throw my spores at everybody. If you see Ash get bit in a zombie apocalypse, everybody Put her down. Put she me is, down <laughs> quick. Is a liability over for you, hoes. <laughs> I want to talk about the thing that happened the, the 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 portion of the game that doesn't happen in the show that you've you've alluded to. It's a to me a really interesting part, and I kind of wish it happened. I get why it didn't. Like I said on the show on on, on Last of Pause before, the pacing of the game, if you play on easy mode and kind of just are burning through it at a decent pace, is pretty on par with the pace of the show so far. The runtime of the game is similar to the run. I'd say the runtime of the game is a little bit longer, even if you're playing on easy mode, but it's pretty close. An hour, an hour, 20 minutes is about each episode of the show. This DLC, I'd say with both stories unfolding, took about an hour and a half, an hour, 40 minutes to get through mm -hmm. for the second time on easy mode. And it took, the, the show completely removed a portion of it where Ellie goes to this mall years later, the same mall with from Riley, 
I think it's no, it can't be the same mall it, because that would be on the East Coast and they're out in Colorado. That's yeah, it's not the same mall. But she goes to a mall while this flashback at the mall is happening, and she's runs into the same people who Joel got injured fighting. More of that group, and she kills so many of them in this mall and infected. And you, actually, really interestingly, you get to use the infected as a weapon. Like you can throw a brick while these people are looking for you, and the infected will go attack the bad guys, and it's great. And you can kind of try to sneak out, but it's, sometimes you do just have to kill the infected and the bad guys. But there's always been like this helicopter that crashed into the mall years ago, and it's got medical supplies in it. And you gotta like do like a high rope thing to on this piece of broken metal to get into the helicopter and get the medical supplies. And Ellie's so excited to find them after not being able to find them in this pharmacy. And I thought that was a really interesting part of the story. And it does require Ellie killing a lot of people and doing all this stuff, because I think if they remove all that the way they have largely for the show, it would be pretty dull of a side story of Ellie just walking through this empty mall. But uh, I, it's a really interesting part of the game that I think if you if you don't know about it, if you listen to us and you don't know the game, I, I think it's interesting to hear about. Yeah, I wish they, they do have in the game, Ellie kills a lot of people versus in the <laughs> show, they make her seem a little more like innocent to the world and being like, oh, like, I don't want you to have to hold a gun. But in this one, she is like shiving people left and right, knifing oh, yeah. them in the head like she... She's a killing machine at this and point. And she's yelling at people too. Like, yeah. she, like after she does this whole fight trying to escape the mall with the medical supplies, she goes down this broken escalator and she's just like, if anybody's out there, you better not try and shoot me because I'll kill you like your friends. <laughs> she's just such a badass in the game. And she's not, she's not not tough in the show. She's tough as nails in the show. It's just different. It's, it's not different. as kind of violent. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I do wish, I, I know I keep saying this, I do wish they included that part of the story. I think it's an interesting parallel. Um, that being said, I think the end of the episode was so beautiful. Just like her having that moment of being like, I'm going to save this guy. I'm not going to let him die. Everyone around me has died. I got you. I, I find the Marlene stuff to be pretty interesting because the show seems to be adding a bit more context to Marlene and her history with Ellie than the game does. Like, Ellie frequently asks about Marlene and there's very little information in the show. It looks like Marlene has more of a connection to Ellie's parents early on. Uh, yes. Oh, and I, I forgot in the preview we see, we haven't gotten Ashley Johnson yet. Ashley Johnson, the OG Ellie shows up in the last of us. Troy Baker shows up in the last of us. We'll talk about this in a bit, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. we'll talk about this in the, 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 the back quarter of the show. Yeah. Um, but I, I'm curious what they might do with Marlene, what they might do, if anything, with Ellie's parents, because there's really not much about Ellie's parents in the game other than questions. No. There's a little bit more. Anything is more than the games really give you. So, yeah. so it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with that. Um, they find a body uh, in this episode right when they first walk into the mall, right? This is... Yeah, they're like walking through the, the tunnels or wherever they are. And they're like, oh, and and Riley's like, oh, this wasn't here yesterday. It like falls through the floor. Yeah. <laughs> and then it, it, that reminded me of uh, there's a there's a sequence in the game where you're in the mall as Ellie and you have to escape a fight through like an air vent and you it, it, you're following you're not intentionally following it just so happens the path has a trail of kind of blood on it and when you if you follow the trail of blood to a dead end in the air vent you find a skeleton there with a tape recorder. The game loved planting tape recorders. People apparently loved leaving tape recorders behind in the apocalypse just so yes. people could know. So many notes <laughs> and so many tape recorders to find. Uh, and the tape recorder, if you play it all the way through, it's this guy who's seemingly 
just dying. And clearly he died because his skeleton is there. But he talks about how uh, he's getting tired and he's cold and he's just going to take a rest. And he tried to fight people off, but he doesn't know if he's going to make it. And he's like, I'm just going to I'm just going to take a rest now. And then the tape ends and there's the skeleton there. So I wonder, you know, I kind of wonder if those are supposed to be intentional parallels, just finding bodies in the mall. Uh, but it's cool. I mean, I, I do think they do a wonderful job on uh, paying homage to the game and following this story. Yeah, I completely agree. I also just love I random, but the way that The Last of Us does load screens because they just have like Joel going through like a little tunnel and that's the game loading. And I learned that recently and I was like, oh, that's yeah. fun. I, I they, they had the werewolf masks. The, the werewolf and the oh, yeah. mask straight out of the game. The music was straight out of the game. There yes. is a witch mask you can switch into in the game, but I switched to it and then I put the werewolf mask back on because I liked it more. Yeah, there's also a part where they're um they find like a take on me, aha, take on me tape or something, and that is also the song that they use in the trailer. And then Riley dies. Supposedly. <laughs> well, yeah, imagine that. Imagine if Riley is also mute and like The Last of Us Part Three is like, psych, she's still alive. She's still alive. We That's never saw a body. We know the rules. Yeah. That's true. No, I I do think Riley uh, is dead. Yeah, no, hundred percent. But uh, that's but that would be crazy if that that would completely change everything we know about the Last of Us. But I don't know if that would be a good thing. That would really cheapen Ellie's story. A hundred percent. But yeah, this is. I mean, this is the catalyst for the entire story of the Last of Us. Is this DLC? So. Mm-hmm. And if you look back at the show, there have been teases of Riley all along the way. Riley has been name dropped uh the when tess was kind of interrogating ellie when they were first walking together across that bridge i think just outside of boston she said no parents looking for you no boyfriend coming for you and ellie was just like no no boyfriend it's because well yeah she kind of had a girlfriend so there's definitely no boyfriend so there's just been like you know teases of of riley mentioned throughout the, the show book that she has was given yep. to her in this episode by riley mm-hmm. And you now that adds a whole new meaning of why she why she holds it so close to her, why she loves puns so much. And the fact that Joel starts telling her puns is probably just a, uh, a straight line to Ellie's heart. I know. And Joel, like in the beginning of the episode, just telling her to leave, go take the gun, go back to Tommy. And she's like, no, Joel, shut up. I am saving your freaking life. Yeah. It just, I, it, I just think the writing on this is so genius. Genius. The, 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 the subtle details that if you look back at things, they're all there. The character development. It The Last of Us is just... It's just a masterfully written story. It's it's a masterclass in character building. And I really like, I, I think I said this on our show, but I don't know where I heard this quote the first time, but a good writer makes you love a character. A great writer makes you suffer for it. And that's mm-hmm. what they're doing here. That's what Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann are doing to us. They make us suffer time and time again for falling in love with these characters. And I think it's great writing. Yeah, I think it's the best video game adaptation of all time. Oh, yeah. Until Dave Bautista plays Marcus Phoenix in a Gears of War movie. <laughs> and then that's gonna be the best thing ever <laughs> that it's game oh, also chris pratt is playing mario so <laughs> lest we forget the clock that is chris pratt is playing mario <laughs> i'm actually i can't maybe out of curiosity but i cannot wait to see that movie i i think it's gonna I, be you know what i was I was prepared to make fun of it. And then it, I saw the trailer and I was like, this actually looks really good. The trailer's good. The it trailer's looks really good. good. I'm saying the trailer is good. The, mu- the movie looks beautiful. So I actually like just can't wait to see it. And I'm going to go in there with an open mind and, and hopefully like it because I'm going to watch it. I want to like everything I watch. You know, I'm watching it. So I might as well try to enjoy it. Yeah, I live uh, to hate watch, but I don't think that's going to be the case here. We're going to take a quick one minute break. And when we come back, we may have some final notes about this episode, but we're going to dive into 
uh, our full spoiler section for what is next on the show according to the games. Not from having seen anything, not from anything we know that you don't, just from the video games. If you don't want to know anything, that is your stepping off point. We will see you in a moment. Welcome back to The Last of Pods. BD here with my good friend Ash Cross, and we are talking about The Last of Us Episode 7, the DLC of the game. Now it's time to talk about the next hours of the game and what to expect uh, in The Last of Us Episode 8 and 9. We only have about two hours left of this show. I can't believe it. Ash, can you believe we're this far along already? It's I, the, the pace in which we're trucking along is wild to me. Uh, seriously. Like, I, would I, you have liked more episodes, or do you feel like this is perfect? I don't know that this show needed more of like, the only thing I think it needed more of was infected in some action. The only like we got one bloater and it was in episode five. And that's kind of the most action packed moment we've had through seven episodes, which I don't think people are watching this for the action necessarily. And I don't think they're writing it as some kind of zombie epic action thriller. It's a character story. I get it. But that's the only thing I would have liked to see more of is the, the kind of the world, like the, the, the reason why the world is so dangerous we've gotten tastes of it and we understand it but that as as kind of a apocalyptic junkie i think that that that's the only thing i would have really liked more of yeah well we mentioned before the break we are getting into spoilers as it pertains to the game so if you are not interested this is your stepping off point but i think we've talked about this so many times one of my favorite things is is not the infected it's the scary the scarier part or the humans that live in the wild and the next episode i assume because this is what happens in the game we are getting the worst people on the freaking planet and they are so freaking scary they're the terminus of the last of us if you, uh, do you watch the walking did you watch walking dead i keep making references i don't know if you watched it no i know it's your thing so i just expect you to to explain it to me <laughs> <laughs> yeah terminus is uh this will make sense to you when, when i explain it terminus is uh there's like this community that they keep they they have like this uh, these signs all over the place and train tracks and all this stuff that says those who arrive survive and they pose themselves as these really great people and like the, the Walking Dead group is all scattered and they go to Terminus and when they get to Terminus they get herded into a train car and they get well first they get like fed and treated nicely for a second but really they get herded into a train car and they realize this group of people at Terminus is a bunch of cannibals. And oh, so, so exactly like this. it pretty much is exactly what happens here yeah yeah so, ellie gets like befriended by this guy who kind of like saves her from an infected and then turns out he is an evil cannibal <laughs> yeah and uh there's only one way to handle cannibals eat them no, eat them <laughs> you can't eat, you can't eat them <laughs> if you so would that be like if you're, you're a cannibal cannibal oh god it's like cannibal that's, cannibal that's like 16 walls. Give them a taste uh, of their own medicine, right? Oh my gosh. I don't want to taste any of that medicine. Gross. Ugh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, gross. so there's uh, some crazy action scenes uh, with uh, you're playing as Ellie through a lot of this in the game. Yeah. Uh, and you're fighting off cannibals and burning the place down. I got to say, Brandon, I know you said you wanted to see more infected. I think we are on one of probably one of our last infected of the show. Which, what do you mean? Because we, well, we got the one that bit. Riley and Ellie. And then oh. I think in the next one, it, I mean, at least in the game, the guy saves her from an infected, but then like, we don't get that much after that. Yeah, no, there's, it's very human to human in surprising ways because Joel kind of becomes the scary human. 
Yeah. Yeah, he becomes John Wick. You don't mess with his dog. And by dog, I mean Ellie. Like, that's his dog right there. He got that dog in him. <laughs> I, I, Joel, they get to that hospital in Salt Lake City in that in that ninth hour of the game. He go, he he says, you are not cutting into her brain. I don't care. Like, that's yeah. my little girl now. And goes ham on the whole hospital. And that, that results whole sequ- in... Oh, my God. That whole sequence where it's, it's red. The alarm is going off. He's oh. carrying Ellie. It is just so... Best video game experience of my life. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I, in terms of storytelling, like I think it's just the most genius. If you have no choice but to do this, whether you agree with it or not, and I'll say it again, and I'll talk about this when the show gets to this point. I really do think I probably would have been doing what Joel did in this world. It's the apocalypse. I'm not saying my little girl's in the hospital right now. She can save the world, and the world is like it is outside. I'm gonna go kill the whole hospital. I promise you, that's not what I'm saying. But anybody who says it's an easy decision, and I'm not even a parent. I think parents probably will relate to this even more. If your kid is right there and they're saying, well, we got to kill them. We might be able to help people. The people who are left. Not a guarantee. It's not a guarantee, but we can guarantee we're going to kill them to to do this. But you were handcuffing you and we're taking you outside and you can't do anything to stop us. You can't even go say goodbye. I don't know, man. I might go John Wick as well. Yeah, I mean, it's so complicated, but I've always just, I'm I'm team Joel, and especially as Pedro Pascal is Joel, I'm really going to rather die for this man. <laughs> yeah, I feel like Joel's going to have even more on his team now with Pedro playing him. Yeah. But that, um, it, the, the game ends in this incredible way that it's like, he lies to Ellie. He tells her, you know, uh, there was nothing they could do. And she's like, tell, tell me you swear. And he says, I swear. And that's where he he swears that the hospital got raided, that people died, and that there was nothing they could do, uh, and that they just need to go live with Tommy. And he swears. And that's how the game ends. And, and she, it's just like, damn. And the look in her face, and she she kind of knows, kind of doesn't, doesn't, uh, it's... I mean, it's master of storytelling because you're you're as a, as a gamer, you're conflicted. As an audience member, you're conflicted. You understand both sides of it. You understand why Joel did what he did. You understand why Ellie would have been willing to sacrifice herself. Not that they gave her a choice. They didn't make her aware of this that she would have had to die. They just. But she would have. She. I think she, she probably would have said yeah to it. She wants to help people so badly, and the show has made that even more emphatic than the game did. Yeah, I agree. So I think that when we get to that point in the show. It's going to really, it's going to make more sense from both sides and it's going to hurt more. But then you get to part two and it's like, well, there's consequences for that action, Joel. Damn. We'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, we'll talk side. about that in, at the end of our, uh, our, whenever we, whenever this hospital stuff happens, we'll talk about that and see what we yeah. next. We'll so, finally talk about the last of us too. Yeah. <laughs> oh my goodness. But yeah, next up should be the cannibals and some crazy action sequences and human to human conflict. Yeah, I mean, if there's two two episodes left, we're getting cannibals, then we're getting hospital, and then that is it. And giraffes. And giraffes. Oh my god! I hope we yeah. get the giraffe. We yeah. have to. Have you to. know, but I, I don't tell me. I don't know. I, I don't know what you're talking about. I haven't seen anything. I don't watch the show. What are you talking about? All right, y'all. <laughs> I feel like that's a great place to end this week's show. Uh, I, this is so much fun. Thank you to everybody who listens to the last of pods with us. Thank you to everybody who leaves positive feedback and sends us your tweets and your comments and your messages and everything and helps us uh, with booking our previous guests. We're hoping to get a couple more awesome guests before it's all said and done with, with season one and you all supporting the show is certainly helping us make that possible. So thank you for that. 
Thank you so much. Yes, we got some good things cooking, I hope. Well, on behalf of Ash Cross and E.T., I am ComicBook.com's Brandon Davis. We will see you in one week. We have two more episodes of The Last of Pods and a possible bonus episode on the way. Can't wait to chop it all up with you. See you there. See you later. (laughs) 